You're listening to First Conyers Daily Podcast, Daily in the Word, with Pastor John Mark Oliver. Well, good morning. Uh, today is Wednesday, May the 19th, and I'm just remembering it's my brother's birthday. No, it's not. Two days from now is my brother's birthday. Anyway, hope you had a good night's rest. I certainly did. I slept hard last night. Um, that was good. It felt good to wake up after sleeping hard. I just want to make you aware that I did make a decision with regards to uh, the time of our daily devotions. I am going to start on next Monday making our daily devotion time at 9 a.m. instead of 8 a.m. And so her back, everybody I heard back from was either it didn't matter or um, uh, that I need to just do what's best for me in that. And so that'll allow me to have a little bit more time in the morning to, to get the exercise in and those kinds of things that are so vital and important and um anyway um just pray for me if you will I, i'm working extra hard and um just long hours and so i just need some some prayer and uh, some discipline to carve out some time for uh, for myself and just doing some things that i enjoy doing and um so anyway this morning we're going to start in hebrews chapter 12 and it's, a, it's a, one of my favorite little passages. And as we get into uh, that chapter, we're going to see some things that, um, that God desires to do in us and work in us. And I'm praying about where to go next, what book to start covering in day, daily devotions. And so just uh, pray that I'm, I'm led in that. This morning a song came to my mind that is, I think it's Don Crow's favorite song. So... It's an old one written by Jack Hayford called Majesty. Majesty, worship His majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Jesus the King, Majesty, worship His Majesty, Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Let's do that again. I just want to encourage you to Close your eyes and your worshipful heart and attitude. Lift this up to Him. Declare Him to be majestic, majesty. Jesus who died, now glorified. Majesty. Worship His majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, Majesty, King of Glory, 
majesty. I was reminded this morning of Jesus' words where he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and then all of these things will be added unto you. And uh, so often when we're in life situations, we tend to focus more on the situation rather than, than him. And uh, of course, that's human nature to focus on, on our situation and not on him. But based on those words that Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. And, and Jesus is the center of that kingdom. We are part of his kingdom. We, um, he rules and reigns in our hearts. And so the first and foremost thing that we need to do is to seek him. So seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. In other words, those things will be taken care of. Um, our focus needs to be be on him first. So whatever you're facing today, whatever situation you might be dealing with, a uh, very hard or difficult situation, seek him first. Seek to know him. Seek to honor him. Seek to glorify him. Seek to ask the Holy Spirit to work in your heart and mold and shape you, conform you into the likeness of Christ. And then these other things will take care of themselves. Whatever, whatever they are, um, God will work them out. So in verse 1 of chapter 12, the writer uses the word therefore, and we know every time we see the word therefore in scripture, we ask the question, what is the therefore, therefore? Well, it's leading us back to previous statements that were made. And here we've taken several days to go through this hall of faith. Those that are listed in Hebrews chapter 11 that, that live their life by faith, trusting God and believing God for his promises. And so he says, therefore, in light of the examples that are there, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, um, witnesses in two, in two respects, uh, witnesses of bearing witness of God's faithfulness to them and witness, they witness to us and how they walked and lived their life by faith and trusting in God. And so we're surrounded by those who have gone ahead of us in this walk of faith and trusting God. And he says, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let all, us also, let us also, um, just like them, let us lay aside every weight. And there are different things in life that can be weight. There can be a weight of worry. There can be a weight of anxiety. There can be uh, a weight of physical ailment. There can be a weight of financial strain. There can be a, a weight that we carry around. He says, uh, let, let us lay aside every weight. In other words, 
lay those in his lap and, and trust him in those. Peter said that we're to take our anxieties and, and, uh, and to cast all our care on him. And that word to cast literally means to hurl, to hurl all our anxieties and our care on him because he cares for you. And so uh, we're to lay aside every weight. And the idea there is anything that would hinder us in our walk of faith, anything that would take our eyes off of Jesus um, and and place our, our eyes on those things that can weight us down and 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 uh, hinder us in our Christian walk. So he says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Sin can be a myriad of things. Sin can be um, the, uh, the, the, the habitual habit in a substance. Uh, sin can be uh, lustful thoughts or attitudes. Sin can be just an attitude of resistance to the will of God. Sin simply means falling short, missing the mark. And so he says that let us lay aside every weight and sin. One of the primary things that will hold us back, if you will, in our Christian life is, is sin. Because what sin does is it separates us in our fellowship with God and our fellowship with others. And so it's very important for you and I every day to go before the Lord and say, God, search my heart, Lord. See if there's any wicked way in me, as the psalmist wrote. God, reveal to me any attitudes, any actions, or any lack of action where I may be resistant to what you're leading me to do. God, lay aside these sins because they only entangle us. Now, here the image in the writer's mind, perhaps, was one who ran the race or would be running a race. And in that day, we know that they that they wore tunics. They were they were long sheets basically that wrapped around their body. And when one would run, they would take that tunic and they would pull it up and they would use their waist strap to tie it up so it wouldn't encumber their feet or their legs because if it did, it would slow them down in the race. And secondly, it could cause them to, to trip and fall and not complete the race. It could get tangled around their feet. And so here that image is of the runner running and he takes and he pulls that tunic up and, and he wraps his belt around it to keep him from falling and stumbling. Well, that's a great word picture for what sin does for us and what weights that we carry around will do in our lives. So he says, lay those aside, the, the sin which so uh, clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, here the writer speaks of a race as in parallel to the Christian life. And we would need to be reminded that this race, this Christian walk that we're on is a marathon. It's an ultra marathon, actually. It is a long distance race. It's not a sprint. Oftentimes, it's easy to think of the Christian life of being a sprint, and we just got to get to the finish line. But this is a race of endurance, in that to the very end, those who are believers will endure to the very end. And so in an endurance race, we need to pace ourselves. We need to methodically look and consider the path that we're on, where we're going, and not to sprint out and exhaust ourselves in that race. And so run the race with endurance, continuing in the race. And that means also that 
that if we get tired, uh, we, we, can, we can take a rest. We can um, do what's necessary to finish the race. And so if you've just begun your Christian journey, realize and recognize that it is a lifetime process of where God conforms us to the likeness of Christ. He shapes us. He sanctifies us as a theological term. And so in that, there are a lot of things that God does in our lives to grow us. And remember, God is wanting to grow us in such a fashion, in such a way that we grow in health. And oftentimes, a rapid growth can bring um, deformities. A rapid growth can can bring exercise, uh, muscles that are that are not quite formed. They may grow big and rapid, but there's no solidity to those those muscles. And so. Here in the Christian life, it is a lifetime pursuit. And I would also encourage you that if you become a believer, that, that that's not the end of the race. That's not the end all, end all. He wants us to grow in him. And the primary way that we grow in him is through the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God. And so it's first and foremost, the most important thing in our lives is to meet with him every day in fellowship, whether it's through this daily devotion where we meet together, whether it's your time that you carve out and sometime during the day just to allow God to speak to you through his word by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing in the Christian's life that changes us except the word of God and by the working of the Holy Spirit of God. It's what changes our mind. It's what changes our worldview. It's what changes our heart. And inevitably, it will change our actions. If you're trying to change your actions first, you've got it backwards. The heart precedes the actions. And so it's so important for us. And then he says in verse 2, and in that race, we're looking to Jesus. And so he's the focus in that race. We're looking to Jesus. We're not looking to the side. We're not looking at those things around us. But we stay focused and on Jesus, who is the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So here he compares Jesus to these others that he's written about in this walk. And we're to, we're to keep focused on Jesus today. He is the founder and he's the perfecter of our faith. We would not have faith, salvation, apart from Jesus. So he's the founder and he is the one who is the perfecter of our faith. As he works in us, he brings it to completion. He makes it whole. He endured the cross. He endured that which was set before him in joy. Isn't it amazing to think that, that Jesus going to the cross was actually a joy to him? Why? because he knew that that was the only means and only way that you and I could have relationship to God. It was through him. And so it was a joy while he endured the suffering of that. He endured the cross. He despised its shame. And now, after his resurrection and ascension, he is seated at the right hand of God. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God and he's continually interceding for the saints, meaning that he is continually day in and day out, 724, 365, interceding, making intercession, praying to the Father for you and I as believers because we are his. Now that's good stuff. 
And so today, let's live our life resting in that, relying on that, that we know that Jesus has gone before us. Uh, he has perfected our faith. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, through the working of the Word of God in our hearts, as the Holy Spirit shows us things in our life that may be weights, that may be holding us down, or sin that may be holding us back, uh, let's cast those things on Him. Uh, cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you, the Bible says. Well, I pray the Lord blesses you and He keeps you today. Pray that God would give each of us an opportunity today to plant a seed, to sow a seed of the gospel in somebody's heart. If we recognize that the seed has already been sown there, that God would give us the wisdom and discernment to know how to cultivate that seed. And that if God, by his grace, man, would allow us to watch him, to witness him save somebody today, that would make our day. So I pray the Lord blesses you and keeps you. I want to encourage you to be in person in worship this week uh, on Sunday morning, wherever you may be watching from. Some watch us from Nicaragua, some in Africa, uh, some in um, Bhutan, wherever you might be, make it a point to gather with the saints this weekend and worship God. We're not going to church to be entertained. We're not coming together with the saints to be entertained. We're coming together with the saints to worship Jesus, to magnify him through our songs that we may sing, the scriptures we might read, through our giving of our tithes and our offerings, and through response to the Word of God. That's why we gather as a body of Christ. And do not forsake the assembling together as a body, as the Word exhorts us. So, reminder, starting on Monday of next week, I will be doing daily devotions at 9 a.m. Now, it's easy if you're already at work. You can watch them later in the evening. You can watch them uh, the following morning. Uh, or you can watch them on our YouTube channel. And there's a podcast of them also. So there's so many ways you can connect. Share this today on your Facebook feed. And trust that God would use the word today to, to encourage someone or to draw someone near to him. Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our daily podcast. For more information about First Conyers, visit our website at firstconyers.com.